Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the Matt on Matt podcast. Rise from the ashes, bitches. We're back. We're back after a pretty decently long hiatus. Where you ran away from all your problems and spread the coronavirus all over the country. I tested negative and did nothing of the sort. I tested at a drive through testing center in Fort Worth, Texas, where I had to stick that thing up my nose. And the whole time I've just, I have you had, you, just, you haven't been tested, right? No, I'm not old enough and I don't have any symptoms. And well, I've here's been the thing. inside the, for fucking four months. You get the free drive through testing in Dallas. Right. All you got to do is lie and say you've been coughing and they'll let you drive through and test. So uh, you I can set were, your mind okay. at ease. Well, I don't want to. Well, I did it, so I know I'm right. Um, oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's an online form. And you just say, have been coughing. Like, you just put, like, what are your symptoms? And put coughing for three days. Whereas I'm thinking of the time my dad went to go get tested. Oh, that was right at the outset of this. But that was the very beginning. And he was only going to get tested because he was 65. Yeah. And he had a fever, but then he, but then his fever went away on the drive over there because everything's 30 minutes away here. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, they were like, get out of here. We don't care. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. Eat a dick. <laughs> go, go infect your whole family. You Eat deserve a big, it. Fat honker. So you've Where's, been, uh, where would he have even gotten it from though? Uh, anywhere. I mean, at that point in time, we didn't know. I mean, he travels a lot. He is. Oh, that's right. It was, that at, the, it was at the lot. beginning. Yeah, I gotcha. I gotcha. So we He's were in airplanes. our. We were in our apartment in New York City for forty-five days. Had a lot of issues business-wise. Had a lot of problems with trying to get certain small business loans that are not going to small businesses they're no they're not they're not go, they're going to medium-sized corporations and um, large corporations and churches that yeah, don't pay yeah. taxes fuck mm, <laughs> i fucking hate religion it's like um, ridiculous <laughs> it's totally absurd to me and people and like everyone i don't know i've I, i've got a little bit of an inside to the ppp loan i've been able to witness it i'm not going to talk about it much more than this, but it's just to me, it's crazy that churches qualify. This is information that's all that's all available, whether or not you have a look inside. So, so don't at me, mom. But um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, this is all public info. But it's just crazy to me that churches are able. I mean, I get that they have payrolls also, but they don't pay taxes. They don't pay oh, taxes. They don't pay taxes, so they like, get tax. They get tax money. So they get tax money because Shut they the don't pay taxes. Up. Get out of here! Get out! Get out of my face! The pastors pay income to. I don't care what the pastors do. The companies don't, or whatever nope. you want to call them. They sure as shit don't. And those like, pastors, I guarantee, are not reporting all their income. Right. If they are, they're they? stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just be honest. Yeah, like, like come on, what are you? Like, I hate to sit here and, like, beat them up, but also at the same time say, if you're smart, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, just lie. <laughs> but it is what it is. If you own a business and you're reporting every single cent that you make, 
Shut up. <laughs> but also, they're not technically businesses. Like, get out of here. Oh, that fuck shit. off. Fuck off. If you built a goddamn college campus-like church for your goddamn congregation and that's you own Escalades and private jets, that's a business. If you're the Sagemont Church or whatever in South Houston and you have a 100-foot tall cross in your parking lot, you're a business. That's a business. Imagine how many people, how many, uh, how many people that could have fed that yeah, I know. tall cross. Imagine how many uh, uh, homeless kids should, could have got shoes and lunch. There's a whole Bible verse about that, actually, where uh, in the New Testament, uh, and it's a fairly famous story, um, about a woman that goes to Jesus's feet and washes his feet with ointments and perfume in her hair. And she like rubs her hair all over his feet. I swear to God, Quentin Tarantino didn't write this. It was written like 2000 <laughs> years ago. <laughs> this is, you can go, I don't remember exactly where in the Bible it is, but I know it's in there. I think it's mentioned like three or four times. And then Judas, you know, the man, in my opinion, the man <laughs> with the plan, he goes, what the fuck? We could have sold that perfume, Jesus, like, and, like, done some real work with it. And Jesus just goes, yeah, but I'm Jesus. Well, all right. <laughs> <laughs> and so that's how they justify all that bullshit, where they, where they don't do charities and they just build monstrosities and, 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 and invest in real estate that they also, I assume, don't have to fucking pay taxes on. Maybe they do. Yeah, I, don't I don't think really they know. have to pay property tax either. Really? They're just they're just immune. They're immune. I'm not gonna, that's just crazy to me. But they get a PPP loan. Yeah, baby. Meanwhile, our business is in the shitter. Like, you're done. You're retired. No. We're, 2021 will be good. Because that'll be like double the, the amount because nobody's having a wedding this year. Yeah, 2020 is going to be rough. It's the immediate future that I'm worried about. Because, like, in the immediate future, we still have bills. They didn't fucking take away our bills. Right. If they would have canceled rent, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't give a fuck. I'd call this a year off. Yeah, right. But they didn't cancel rent. They didn't cancel credit card payments. They didn't cancel Verizon payments. They didn't didn't cancel any of that shit. They did cancel mortgages. Yeah. So, so that landlords could just collect rent and not pay their mortgages that they're complaining about. Good God. Almighty. And everybody's all wet for Cuomo. Like he's some le- man of the people. And I'm so like, fucking no. over Cuomo. Like he's not, he's not a good guy just because, just because he can string a sentence together and not piss off every reporter he talks to doesn't mm-hmm. mean that he's a good guy. Doesn't mean that he's working for us. He's working for uh, banks. He's working for landlords. He's working for uh, people that can get him money later down the line. That's yeah. it. That's it. That's One all he's that looking really, out for. Thing that really grinds my gears is that he keeps moving the fucking goalposts. Yeah, there's that too. I mean, when we started this whole thing in New York City. It was to flatten the curve, to make sure that our hospital resources were not inundated to the point where we didn't have 
the infrastructure necessary to take care of sick people. Not only have we flattened the curve in New York City, we fucking murdered the curve. It went from a curve to a down to a downward slope. To be fair, at an incredible cost. You guys lost 16,000 people. Yeah, sure. But we also stayed the fucking side, did exactly what we were supposed to do. And now there's, and there's still no, there's nothing. There's no dates. There's no end in sight. It's like the goalposts move every time. It went from flattening the curve to what feels like they're just waiting for a cure which we don't even know if there's going to be a cure. So if there's not a cure for the coronavirus for five years, we just shut the fucking world down for five years? Is that the fucking answer? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Or or do we enforce social distancing and make people fucking take care of their business outside their homes? Mm -hmm. Because right now, this shit can't keep going on. Right. I'm I'm sorry. I know you're... I know you and your family are going, you know, the, the stay at home route. Yeah. And you're just spreading somebody the who makes their money in the fucking invent industry. Yeah. I'm but not dude, going back into sales. Okay. I understand your point of view in that regard, but like, I don't know you, you guys, how, I don't even know how to like frame it. It's just kind of like, I think that, like a small wedding. I don't know. I don't know. Enforce social, social distancing. Social distancing wedding. I mean, small, s- small get togethers. I don't know. In I Texas, just, the problem is that, especially in Dallas, the numbers are not going down. They're going up or they're flatlining. They're plateauing. Yeah. Well, it's they're like not one or go, the other. They're not going to go down immediately. The state just reopened two weeks ago. There's going to be a bump. There's going to be a bump up and then it'll go down. I don't know. I just think it's kind of, I think that Texas is not handling this right. In my uh, opinion. I've seen, I've seen scenarios of very good and scenarios of very bad since I've been here. Yeah. Yeah. Like you said it best. Dallas is hit or miss. Boy up here. It is fucking stupid. How <clears throat> many people, just don't even seem to know what's going on. I went to yeah. go, I went to, I'll call them out. I went to the specs and Rowlett to do a pickup a couple like a week and a half ago. And, um, it was a cur- I scheduled a curbside pickup and I get there and the woman that's running it is just acting like, Hey, I don't know. This is, I'll fucking say it. Hey, she couldn't speak the language that I was speaking. <laughs> and she has apparently never heard the language I was speaking. And she just was, I was like, can you please bring it to my car? No, no. What? 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 I have it here. Come inside. It's like, I literally scheduled a curbside pickup. You know how to tell me to come inside, but you won't bring me. And then I get in there and it's some little old lady who cannot lift a box to save her life running it. And I'm just, uh-huh. and I just, and it's just like, who is this person's manager that put this person in charge of this? And I'm looking around for anybody to like give to, to look at me and nobody will look at me except for her. None of the employees are helping. 
It's it, yeah. it, and and then like oh. my my mom will go out and she'll get groceries and she's always having to tell them go to the passenger side. I'll talk to you from the passenger side. I'll roll the, and they're like what 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 do we do? It's like go to the passenger side. I will roll down my window and we will complete this transaction. But I have all this paperwork. It's like you have a receipt. That's what the paperwork that you have. God, You have a receipt. Put the receipt in the groceries and then go to the back and put the groceries in the fucking trunk. Like, why are you trying to talk to us like three inches from our fucking face? And this wasn't two weeks ago. This has been going on the whole time. Oh, my God. Oddly enough, I went to Walmart on Mother's Day morning because I am like a, cause I, everybody, I procrastinated getting my mother a gift and, uh, <laughs> uh, um, so I was like, the I, look I, on your face when you said that was fucking <laughs> hilarious. I, we need to start uploading this shit to YouTube. I swear <laughs> to God. <laughs> anyway, sorry, carry on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I just, uh, I was, I went to go get some flowers and I was going to make French toast and I was going to go grab some things. I was only there for like 10 minutes. Right. And yeah. shockingly at Walmart at seven in the morning, everybody was doing it. Everybody was social distancing. Nobody was bothering me. No, like no employees were up in my grill. But then a week later, I'm trying to pick up some supplies at Kroger and schedule a curbs. I was trying to get four things. Don't you just miss going to the store for four things? Yep. I was trying to I get miss four a lot, things. But <laughs> I mean, but but that's like one of the things I miss the most. It's just going to the store and grabbing random. Like, oh, I want some fucking ice cream. Let's go let's get go, a gallon. Let's go like, pick let's, some shit up. Yeah, let's just go pick some shit up. And I was trying to get like, I, I forget what it was. I was trying to get some supplies for bread, I was making this. I was making pep, pepperoni rolls, and um, I needed a few things for it. And I'd scheduled it out to where, right when I was going to be picking it up, my bread was going to be finishing its rise, and I was going to be able to stuff it full of the. You know, I had it all timed out perfectly, and these motherfuckers just wouldn't go get my s- stuff. I show up there, I call them, I'm like, "Hey, I'm here," and they're like, "Oh." Well, there was a lot of people ahead of you. We we we're not we don't have your stuff ready yet. I was like, all right, shit happens. When is it going to be ready? In an hour. Like, okay, that's like not I'm here now. Here. Just send send some jabroni to go grab my four things. Right. That's I. That's what I didn't call them a jabroni. I was just like, it's only four things. Can you can y'all just go grab it real quick? I'm here. I'll wait like ten minutes. I don't care. And they were like, no, 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 there's, we can't do it. We can't do it. And I was just like, okay. So I go home and I wait an hour and my bread is fucking ruined. And, um, Oh, you know where you messed up. I didn't have my supplies at the beginning. You should have called him a jabroni. Maybe. Um, (laughs) they'd have been like, Oh God, this guy means business. And then I go back and it's the same shit. They still haven't done it. And they oh won't do it. And they won't do it. And I'm talking to a different and he's and and I'm just like, are you kidding me? You can't you haven't filled this yet? I was supposed to pick this up at four o'clock and it's now five thirty. And and I did say that just like that. Because I just <laughs> like I know we're supposed to kiss these people's asses, 
But the, it just gets to a point when I know I'm talking to a snotty teenager who won't listen because yeah. he's an asshole. Like, and he's like, just, guys, like, I'm going to college next year. This is not my career. Okay. It's like, <laughs> what are you going to major in? Let's talk about what your career options are going to be. I'm oh, yeah, baby. College. Get that bachelor's degree and get that 30 grand a year entry level. You can't even pay back your student loans. Congratulations, you punk. Anyway. Um, anyway. But it, I don't know. The point of the, my point being is just like it's so hit or miss up here. And it's and it's why the numbers are what they are. I mean, it's why the numbers are not going down. People aren't doing it. I mean, it's reminding me of why I left Texas. It's like, oh yeah, this is the same feeling I had when I was in uh, when I was in, in like eighth or ninth grade, and my youth minister showed up with a big packet on on a on a discussion about whether or not evolution was real. Oh God! All of a sudden, damn it. All of a sudden, all of a sudden, I'm like the only person in the room that's just like, why wouldn't evolution be real? What does that have to do with anything that we're talking about? We're talking about a magical caveman that came back to life. Like, 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 I'm fucking dying. Like, like, what are we, what are y'all, like, why are we even bringing this into the conversation? Like, this isn't... There's that, and then there's what we're doing right now. Like, <laughs> that's real. What we're doing is, you know, it's like some good guidelines for how to live your life and be a kind of nice person. That's um, the way I look at it. You know, the, ma- the magic caveman who came back to life. Like, I think he was, he, he was a good dude with some good ideas on how to treat people. He was also an egomaniac, but I don't want to get into Oh, that. of course. He thought he was the son of God. <laughs> You know who else thought he was the son of God? <laughs> what? Jim me Jones. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say me at like 3 a.m. on Avenue A. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, you Sounding ain't fucking like- lying. Those are some good times. <laughs> <laughs> I am the son of God. I am Jesus. <laughs> we should open a bar. <laughs> and call it Jesus's bar. <laughs> Take this wine. No. Um, oh my god! <laughs> Holy shit! Check this shit out. Check this shit out. You ain't black. Speaking of no middle ground, <laughs> <laughs> Joe Biden is in the news for one of the most ridiculous things I've ever heard. But it's Joe Biden, so what else do we expect? Apparently. For some reason, he was on a Zoom meeting with Charlemagne the God, and he said, uh, you ain't black if you vote for Donald Trump. Um, he said, if you can't decide if you're going to vote for me or Donald Trump, then you ain't black. That's what he said? Okay. And Charlemagne just kind of, <laughs> yeah, so, um, yeah, uh, so we're moving on. <laughs> He's like, God damn it, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> What a, I'm not gonna what? call out. I'm not gonna call out Obama's VP on live TV or whatever that was on. <laughs> <laughs> Good God! It's like most of the people offended by this are white. It's like, oh yeah, with without even needing to say that. Yeah, I'm looking at Twitter right now. Right now, the the Trumpers have stepped in and taken over this. 
this <laughs> trending thing, Bunch which of is fucking noobs, which is hilarious to me that they're the ones pushing that the other candidates races. Yeah. When literally like Donald Trump ran on racism. Like, oh, that's, yeah. like, like that's, that was his first speech and one of his last speeches, like his platforms are like, get those nasty Browns away from us. Pure whites. They're rapists. They're criminals. The pure whites are the only way for America to do good. And if you're brown or black, it's best that you act pure white. I mean, um, so I, I don't know. This is kind of brings up this whole political mess where uh, this is why I didn't want Joe Biden to be the fucking nominee. That and a lot of other reasons. But I knew that he was going to do some shit like that. And mm. since... Uh, for some reason, the Democratic Party has become the moral high ground in issues like this. Even that, even though that makes no sense. No. Um, um, you remember when we were kids and the Republicans were the moral ones? They were the ones pushing like values and. and well, they still are pushing church lessons, values. but they but they're not anymore. Like that's been abandoned since Donald Trump. Well, a lot of their their hateful fucking rhetoric is covered with the guise of family values and religious tradition and shit like that. Like, but they don't care about profanity anymore. I mean, I oh remember yeah, sure I, shit don't. When we were kids, like like Republicans and Democrats. I mean, Tipper Gore, good lord, she she's the one that gave us parental advisory stickers. Yeah, but um, like. I don't know, and especially during Clinton's whole thing, they were all they were just like, "Can you believe?" Uh, and then they're all friends with gay people too. It's like, yeah, man, like who cares? Like, <laughs> I don't mm-hmm. know. But now, but now it's the now the Democrats are the moral high ground. They're the people that fire Al Franken for doing a sketch in two thousand three that a woman wrote about him sexually harassing a woman. Um, but then they, but then they nominate Joe Biden. It's just so stupid. I'm so sick of politics and I hate how, I, I hate how important it is right now because it is just so stupid. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah. this, the, the baby boomer generation has completely fumbled their their chance with the ball. Every generation gets a, gets a set of carries with the football to lead us downfield towards the end zone. Yeah. And the baby boomers have fumbled their carries over and over and over. Mm-hmm. Good Lord. I'm Gen hoping X Gen X can be it. better. Well, Obama was Gen X. He was. How old is he? Oh yeah. He's in his fifties. Oh yeah. That's dope. That's Gen X. I'm Barack Obama, and I approve this message. I'm Barack Obama, and I think in utero is much better than never mind. Oh, what you got to do when you're doing the Obama? You have to say a lot of things really quickly, take a break, take a stop, take a stop, and then say a lot more things really quickly. Uh, well, I think that uh, Pearl Jam was a little bit overrated, but Nirvana had a lot of urgency to their music. <laughs> Listen, folks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, felt like uh, Nirvana was really trying to say some things out there. Uh, uh, Pearl Jam was trying to make a statement. Uh, a little bit more of just rock and roll. 
uh, Nirvana was a little bit more about your soul. Also a little bit weird that Pearl Jam's name means cup. Uh, I don't think it's weird. It's rock and roll. <laughs> I've seen Pearl Jam live. Great fucking show. <laughs> I bet. I'm sure they're fine. I just think that they're boring. It's dad rock. Anyway. Um, <laughs> That's fun. So That's Joe Biden, Joe, Joe Biden, Biden says that you ain't black. It's so stupid. God, it's all so stupid. <laughs> it's all just so stupid. I hate it. I hate Joe Biden. I don't hate Joe Biden. I, oh, I kind of do hate Joe Biden. Guess who's a baby boomer? I'm going to vote for him, but who? Barack Obama. How? He's a cusper, though. So, like, he was born in in 61, and the first year of Gen X is 65. He's a cusper, so it's kind of like... He doesn't have the worst of baby boomers, which is, like, people born, like, 46 to... You know, sixty. <laughs> God. I was Our born parents. in nineteen and fifty-eight. Nineteen fifty-five for my parents. Although 19, they're cool. although they're baby boomers and they're normal. Nineteen forty-eight for my dad. Jesus, that's fucking old. He's <laughs> seventy-two. <laughs> yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. So I guess that's check this shit out. Joe Joe Biden's an idiot. What a surprise. Yeah, what a fucking shocker. Joe Biden Nobody's... said some stupid shit. As what? a not as a non-black white, <laughs> I'm not offended. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> I looked at it like, oh buddy, this is gonna be insane. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, oh, you did it. <laughs> you did it. You said what other people are definitely other people say. But you said it. <laughs> Looks like also B Joe Biden is trending. What does that mean? Oh, I think it's people praising him. Oh. Hey, man, Donald Trump got in office because he was not afraid to not be PC. That, that's what I'm saying. So maybe this, this is, is gonna, a good thing. Maybe this is, you know what? Maybe we're looking at it wrong. Maybe we're being narrow-minded leftists. Maybe we need to stop, get, get, get over in the middle and say, you know what? Fight fire with fire. Ride the lightning, motherfucker. Well, you know, they I've say long, stupid shit. I've long been of the opinion that, like, okay, so earlier this week, Nancy Pelosi, um, and we can talk on this because we're both fat. Um, Good. Uh, Nancy Pelosi made, like, she didn't make fun of Donald Trump for being fat, but she called him morbidly obese, right? That was all over the news. She was like, I'm worried about him because he's not taking any of these precautions and he's morbidly obese and blah, blah, blah. And I, and then, you know, fat Twitter came out and was just like, I can't believe she's doing this. Like, like, like how, like, like, no, no, Nancy, no. And, and um, like, the, and to be fair, it did spurn up a lot of fat phobic shit and a lot of like mean stuff that isn't like, cool or nothing that i endorse but we do but to me i love that she did that because i know how much it hurt his feelings oh dude he's wrecked like he hasn't even mentioned it yeah like that if says he doesn't so much mention it that that means that he was like oh, 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 oh. it's like the time that one guy at starbucks called me fat and i threw coffee in his face 
Yeah, that was great. Um, an iced coffee. Don't worry, everybody. Assault <laughs> 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 somebody, but <laughs> but um, but it's like, it, like just I just know that that hurt his feelings, and that's what we need. We need someone. I mean, I've been saying that forever. I've been saying forever that like when Joe Biden or whoever the nominee was going to be is on the debate stage with Donald Trump on live television, they need to say something like, look at this dude. Look at this fat idiot. Look at his hair. Look at his waistline. Look at how long his tie is. Look at his suit. Look at how the suit at the bottom where his, where his shoes meet up, where, where, the, where the, his pants practically cover the tip of his 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 shoe because he so his legs are so fat that that's what happens and he doesn't go to a tailor because he's insecure and he's over six foot so he can find a suit that technically fits but he doesn't do it look at this idiot we need someone to do that and just dress him down and watch him just like because whenever people like are mean to me about that stuff it's like ah, ah, leave me alone I'm gonna go write a Yelp review like 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 <laughs> I, like. like <laughs> Like, <laughs> like that's what we need. But like, <laughs> I get real ornery. I'm like, the fuck do you just say to me? Yeah. <laughs> Who the fuck do you think you are? Yeah, right. You ain't it's, shit. And then I start picking them apart, and I'm like, your shoes look like shit. I bet right. you don't make shit. I bet you mom's a whore. <laughs> so I mean, your I, wife's like, cheating on you. So I'm not in the camp of like fat Twitter that was against that. I think that that's what we need to do. And by the way, I'm going to start hashtag fat Twitter. <laughs> I love it. I think Nancy <laughs> Pelosi is a problematic person. She, no, she sucks in a lot of ways. She fucking grinds my gears big time. Oh, she also looks like shit. Um, Dude, every time she's been on television lately, she's just been visibly damp like Papa John's. <laughs> Yes. Like, 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 yes, she's, she's Papa John. She's eating she's, 40 pizzas. It's like, what are you doing? Like, why are you wet? Like, and not in a <laughs> fun way. Like, in a, like, like, <laughs> your, like, your, like your, your forehead is shiny. Like, why did nobody stop you from, like, like, hey, Nancy, before you go on screen, just let's dab your face. No. Why did nobody powder this poor woman? Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Anyway, anyway. Fuck. Love it. Fucking everybody. ridiculous. Fucking Fuck ridiculous. Fuck everybody. What was our other checklist shit out? Oh, Dak Prescott. Dak totally, Prescott. Totally shifting gears. Going oh, Dakie boy. <laughs> Dude, shit's cray, bro. Shit so is crazy. Ex- explain some of this to me because okay. I wasn't aware that there was a there was a uh, uh, a salary cap because as far as I could tell. Tony Romo didn't have a salary cap. That motherfucker was making so much money. Well, it's not a salary cap per player. It's a salary cap per team. So each team is allotted, not not allotted, not as if like it's given to them by the NFL, but each team can only spend X amount per season. So uh, when you hear, you know, I think Tony Romo's last contract was a $105 million contract. That was $105 million over X amount of years, only a certain amount of that was guaranteed and the rest was incentives. Okay. Yeah. So the current salary cap for 2020, each team can spend $209 million per year 
on their salary for their player base. That does not include rookies. Uh huh. So for their veteran player base, they're only allowed to spend $209 million. That was instituted. I don't remember. I don't know what year, but it was instituted to keep the game uh, competitive because clearly if there was no salary cap, teams like the Dallas Cowboys would just own all the talent in the world. It's well, like yeah. in, in baseball, there's no salary cap. So if that somebody has an all-star season, they sign for $200 million with the Yankees next year. Right. That's what I, I was going to just, I was going to point out the Yankees anyway. Yeah, exactly. They're, that's why everybody calls them the evil empire. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but so the whole thing with Dak is I look at it two ways. I'm extremely in favor of these guys getting paid because what they do to their bodies and what they do to their brains. Yeah. I think warrants a big fucking paycheck, especially when you look at the fact of the revenue that they drive. Right. If the team ain't good, guess what? People ain't coming. Right. I mean, the Cowboys are a little bit of a unique scenario in that the brand (laughs) is so known that they still, that fans are fans. Right. But by and large in sports, if the team's not good, people ain't coming. Right. And the Cowboys, let's be clear, they had a bad year this year, but they aren't a bad team. The talent is there. It's It's mismanagement. It's been mismanagement. Some of it's mismanagement from the top. It's the leadership. Absolutely. You have to embolden your head coach to make decisions in terms of sitting people, cutting people. There has to be that person that is the leader of the team that you know can... It's the reason why the Patriots work so well is because if Bill's, if Bill's mad at you, you're gone. Yeah, Bill doesn't give a fuck about what... Like, he doesn't care if he gets fired. Yeah, there's he, not a, Jerry knows, Jones. Yeah, he knows that he won't get fired. And, yeah. But B, he couldn't give a shit if he did. I, I, I Just based off of the very little he gives Mm. us. (laughs) Oh yeah. Well, and also he has power over the team. You know, there's not Wednesday press conferences with Robert Kraft where Robert Kraft is saying, Oh no, I don't think we're going to cut that guy, even though he's missed five field goals this season. No, I I think we keep him. We're confident in him. Right. You know, whereas with the Cowboys, Jason Garrett is like, we need to evaluate that position and we need to see, you know, we need to evaluate it because it's not working. And then right. the next day, Jerry's on, no, we're not going to evaluate that position. Oh, my God. Did you see Frank Caliendo's, like, impre- impre- impression of all the NFL, play- like, coaches and owners and shit? Talking about Bill Belichick? Yeah, well, Bill Belichick was in there, but his impression of Jerry was oh so God. fucking. He was like, well, I thought about it in the shower. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Supreme. That, that was all he said was, well, I thought about it in the shower. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> Supremely outstanding. Supremely. Oh, dead on. Because I believe that that's the only time like Jerry Jones has an abstract thought. He just, <laughs> when he's alone <laughs> with water running down his back. Anyway. His old wrinkly balls. <laughs> his peeled back face. <laughs> Licking his eyeballs. He looks like a like a banana stretched over a watermelon. <laughs> <laughs> so this whole co- Dak Prescott contract scenario, like I said, it's absolutely got me 
split down the middle because like I said, I love seeing these guys get paid. I love seeing these guys make money, you know, especially Dak who Dak is a really good dude. He's a great leader. He's gone through a lot of hardships in life. His mom died when he was in college. His brother just died. Oh, that was, you know, single mother home. And all he does is work his fucking ass off. He's yeah. a good guy and a great leader. And I think he's on his way to becoming an elite quarterback. He's a very good quarterback right now. Uh-huh. And I very much think that he can be elite. He's got yeah. the a big problem last year was I, I, I've never bought into Jason Garrett's offensive philosophy because it just was unimaginative and boring and everybody knew what the fuck we were doing. You got to find that, that magic blend. That magic blend of system and guy. Tommy, Tommy touchdown and Billy Belichick. Perfect system, perfect guys. Uh, if you go back to in Cowboys history, Troy Aikman was the perfect guy to run Norv Turner's offense under Jimmy Johnson leadership. Perfect storm. You know what I mean? Sure. His so name now, is Norv? Norv. What N-O-R-V. Is what is that short for? Norval, I'm guessing. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's the only thing I can think of. <laughs> Norvmund. <laughs> Norvmund. He's a little mouse. He's like, you gotta carry the ball and don't drop it, you fucking pussies. <laughs> Let's see. Let's see if his full name is on his Wikipedia. Norval. Norval, <laughs> Norval Turner. Great right. offensive coordinator, no mediocre doubt. head coach. <laughs> no doubt. He's a great he, offensive. I mean, yeah. He was yeah. he installed that offense that won the Cowboys three Super Bowls in four. Hell yeah, he did. He's a goddamn genius. Um, and he turned Troy Aikman into an elite quarterback. And that's what I'm talking about. It's gotta be the right, the right group of guys. It's a chemistry thing. And yeah. I don't think whatever was going on under the Jason Garrett regime, I can only obviously speak as an outsider. It just clearly wasn't fucking working. And right. uh, Mike McCarthy, his offensive scheme turned Aaron Rodgers into an elite quarterback. I'm holding out hope for the best. I'm an optimistic Cowboys fan. I love the Cowboys and adore them. And that's also why I'm torn because while I want to see these guys get paid, this big contract that Dak wants might just murder our fucking salary cap for the foreseeable future. Yeah. Yeah. What it might just put us where we're so strapped for cash that we, you know, we've re-signed Amari Cooper. We've re-signed Demarcus Lawrence. We've re-signed Ezekiel Elliott. Zach Martin's under contract. Tyron Smith's contract is coming up in the next couple of years. Like we're okay for the next two, three years. But when we get past that two, three year mark, it's going to so, get hairy. So that deal, hasn't hairy. Gone, that, that deal hasn't gone through yet. No, right now the deal on the table is $175 million over five years. $35 million per year for the first four years, then $45 million on the last year. Of course, that's total contract worth. That's it. That's including incentives, which these contracts are designed for you to not hit your incentives. So what you're really trying to get is your, your downside guarantee. 
which I think Dak's guarantee on this contract is in the neighborhood of a hundred million dollars. So he's not going to be struggling, but it all counts towards your cap, all of it. And that's the issue. And I'm torn. I'm torn. I'm torn. Five years, $175 million widely expected that after this coming season, Pat Mahomes will be the first NFL player to ever sign a contract over $200 million. Uh, Well, yeah, he's got a, he's been to the Super Bowl at least. And he won. Went to the Super Bowl, won that bitch. Yeah, Down did. by 10 in the fourth quarter, came back and won that bitch. Right. Great. Ballsy, gutsy performance because the dude played like shit for three quarters. <laughs> and then in the fourth quarter, he's just like, I'm not like this, man. Not yeah. like this. Yeah, that was a great game. <laughs> oh, fuck so yeah. Fun. I loved that Super Bowl this year. You know what I like about uh, Dak Prescott, too, is that he's polyamorous. Just got bitches lined up at Dick and Sam's. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, they're, they're lined up out the door. Have you seen him? He's got the body of a Greek god. Dude, people talk about it so much. Whenever I'm Uber, whenever I used to Uber around, driving people around in Dallas, all these like they're like, I heard Dak's gonna be at such and such tonight. I would hear that at least once or twice a month. <laughs> Dude, he's got the body of a Greek god, and he's got one of those positions in sports that is just iconic. <laughs> quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys. I just love calling it polyamorous. You know, my grandfather was polyamorous. He was just closeted. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that so? What's that called? Just like a cheater? <laughs> <laughs> no, he, had, he had like multiple wives. One is anyway. <laughs> oh, you told me about this. I forgot. Yeah, it was kind of a mess. <laughs> I probably shouldn't talk about that. <laughs> That's fucking hot, bro. That's hot. I don't care who you are. That's hot right there. <laughs> but um, all this at his funeral, it's like, oh my god, stop telling me. I don't, oh I my god, Papa was slaying Punani. Shut up! Shut up! <laughs> stop telling me this. <laughs> oh my god, Papa was magic in the sack. It's like I. Oh god, no. <laughs> oh. <laughs> My cousin's calling Papa, so let's let's pump the brakes. <laughs> oh, they do. I was just trying. I was just thinking of a generic grandfather. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you know. Long story short, I'm fifty fifty on Dak Prescott in this giant fucking contract because uh, he's not there yet. Yeah, uh, oh, absolutely not. Well, part of me just thinks that, especially since it's, nothing's been signed, I would imagine that this is just his first chip down in a negotiation tactic. Oh, no, this negotiation's been going on for months. This has been going on. They started this negotiation during the season, this past season. Yeah, I remember hearing oh, like, about it. He's saying He was saying he wanted $30 million. Now he's saying he wants $35 million, but he only wants a four-year contract. He doesn't want to fight. It's fucking insane. It's crazy. I don't know what's going on, but it is what it is, I guess. Who gives a shit? It's time to shift gears once more because we're all going to die. It's our only guarantee. So just to pass the time, I suggest you listen to me. It's the Matt on Matt podcast. Recommend teams. Hey, recommends these everybody. It's the Netflix session section of the podcast. Um, we we both watched Hollywood. 
Hollywood, and I've got thoughts. Yeah, man, that, that show is both the worst fucking thing I've ever seen and one of the best things I've ever seen. It's incredibly complicated watching it. It, is, it rides this line, and I know what it is. It's Ryan Murphy, there, right? That's his name? It's Ryan Murphy, yeah. which means it's like a couple of top flight actors mixed in with a bunch of beautiful dullards. Right. Oh, a bunch of God. gorgeous dunces who well, can't then, act and then for some shit. Just, well, I don't know. We'll talk about it some more. But there's also the weird like cameos from nobody actors playing like like that woman that played Eleanor Roosevelt. Who, who was who that? Was that I don't know. Who, like, and why was why was she given a monologue like a like a five minute long fucking like talk about? the progress of man in Hollywood. I don't know. I was just like, this is fucking stupid. Like what <laughs> the hell? But I yeah. loved it. <laughs> Queen Latifah is Hattie McDaniel. It's like, Oh my Queen God, Latifah. Was... Yeah. <laughs> like really? <laughs> okay. Like, and then uh, like just so many monologues, so many oh monologues, but the writing was almost terrible. Almost terrible. The monologues, for the most part, were fucking awful. But the story was really interesting, and I also really liked. Um, I kind of like. I I texted this to you, and I don't mind saying this on recording because I mean it in a nice way. It's like the gay Quentin Tarantino. It's like, what if everything <laughs> worked out for gay people in the '30s, or not worked out, but you know, '40s. <laughs> 40s or was it the 40s i thought it was yeah it was post-war because remember they were uh they were world war ii veterans a couple of them oh right right, right, right. but yeah i'm with you it's i that is a great comparison and i was thinking to myself because i was reading criticism online and it was like but that's not historically accurate and i was like well if, if you're saying that if you're a tarantino fan shut up right <laughs> like, like like of course Rock Hudson di- didn't come out of the closet. He never did. No, I don't think he ever did. I he think had, it was, not until he died. And then it was like, well, how'd he die? Oh, eight. shit. Yeah, I know. I know that. Yeah. But, no, no, no. I'm saying like, yeah, that's how we all kind of figured it out. Like, right. At that time, you know, when that right. was very in America was that disease was very much in that community. It was kind of like, Oh shit. Yeah. But you know, it, being a homosexual in the limelight back then was like, shut the fuck up about it. In right. Hollywood, it was it was one of the well-known Hollywood secrets. One of the, we don't talk about this, shut the fuck up. You but know the rest I mean? of America was shocked when they found that out about Rock Hudson. No, like like Like, they were all just, I mean, you hear people talk about it. They're all, like, I've heard different, like, I've heard, like, Bill Burr talk about it. And he was just like, I found that out. It was like, Jesus Christ, what? It's like, okay. (laughs) You know, and it's a funny thing when like middle America reacts to somebody being homosexual. It's hysterical to me. You can say gay. Huh? You can say gay. Okay. Being gay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, like when my, one of my really good friends found out that Elton John was gay. (laughs) I was like, I never didn't know that he was gay. Yeah, you just got to look at that guy. Like, I never, like, 
I think it was mentioned by one of my family members in when I was like four and it was like, Oh, okay. Well, you know, I don't know. Whenever I knew what gay was like, you know, maybe like seven, eight, nine. It's like, Oh, John's gay. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I have a gay family member. So in my family, it's never been a negative. It's never been looked down upon. Right. It's always just been part of our life and part of the world. And then when you like, middle American typical middle America. Like when this guy found out that Elton John was gay, he like, he's like, what the fuck? Are you serious? But he wrote tiny dancer. Yeah. And I was like, a little gay dude. Yeah, I was like, yeah, man, it's about a dude, bro. <laughs> and I remember looking at him and the guy, the per- this person was like, Oh man, can we like him still? And I was like, yeah, it shouldn't make any difference at all whether or not you like his music. Yeah, like why would it matter? <laughs> it's like he's like, still he's still singing about fighting on Saturday night and shit. It's not like he's not a like fully formed great person like, that yeah. makes amazing things. Like what the fuck? Part of one of the greatest music duos of all time, him and Brian. Yeah, right. Anyway, long story short, you know, it was always, it was secretive. You had to, you couldn't be openly gay in America. And that was just the way it was. So this turn in history on its head was fun. And it was fun and I liked it. Yeah, I think Um, it's great. I mean, like what if, because to me, it just kind of plays with like, what if like everybody just started coming out 40 years before they did? Yeah. Or like before, because I, I don't know when it, I don't, I mean, I don't really know the history of, I, I don't even know that it still is perfectly acceptable to be out of the closet in a lot of Americans' minds yet. But, um, oh, that, but there's the a new, difference there's between new now coded and then. language for it. There's new coded language for it. Whereas back in the day, it used to be like, you can't be gay. Now, yeah the coded language from homophobes is don't throw it in my face. Yeah. Don't, don't ram it down my throat. It's like, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? It's it's part of their, it's part of who they are. And in a country like this, it's a major formative factor in how you address the world. Right. Because you are a part of society that is smaller and that is what's the word I'm looking for? Marginalized. Yes. Yeah. So it's a big, it becomes a big part of who you are because of how it's looked at by others. So telling somebody to shut up about it is really fucking stupid. Or telling them to not act a certain way because it makes you think of their gayness. It's like, shut (sighs) up, man. Like, like just don't worry about it. Like, why are you so fucking worried about what they're doing? Um, but what this show does, and what I really liked about how they handled that was uh, uh, was that it wasn't really it was only a, like a like a bullet point on the agenda of the show. Like the right. show tackled a lot of other different like kind of uh, political messages, I guess, like like identity politics, um, mm-hmm. uh, like because women, it's like, yeah, and, and race also. Tackled the fucking backdoor dealings. Can we talk about how okay despicable the character is, but also how fucking great Jim Parsons was at playing that agent? Holy shit, God, he was so good. I never liked Big Bang Theory. I oh, Big Bang Theory sucks. But um, 
man, Jim Parsons is amazing in that role. Oh yeah. Like, holy, not in big bang theory in this, he plays, Mm -hmm. he plays, I think he plays a real person. Um, yeah, it's, yes, it, it's based on a real person who was very well known within the 30 mile zone of Hollywood right. to be like this. <laughs> right. And it, he just plays this guy that, um, it, it's very much reminiscent in our modern vernacular. It's reminiscent of Harvey Weinstein. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but then it also just kind of shows, I don't know, it's not entirely, shown because what this dude does is that he gets men to have sex with him or perform sexual acts in front of him. And then he gets them roles in movies and yada, yada, yada. But he's not the only person doing that in the, in the, in the show. No, he's not at all. Like, like, like the, he's only framed as the person that does it in a creepy way. Yeah. That's how his, but the, I mean, but everybody else, almost every, almost every other character is hired because of who they were fucking. Yeah, absolutely. Which is, by my money, man, that's that's how that fucking shit works. Like, and like for in the entertainment big, for, industry, like it's just the way it is, man. Like for I, those big lead roles, absolutely. But especially just like within my experience in the theater community in New York, it's like everybody's fucking everybody and, and, and advancing because of it. I mean, I know people that, uh, and, and they do it in like their own ways. Like some people get married and that's, that, that, that's really great. And then some people like, like leave their husbands for people or like, this is all just weird shit that I've seen go down. Like and now wrong. it's like now this now so-and-so is the lighting designer for so-and-so's every, like all of their plays because they hooked up during the a run of such and such during whatever festival. Like, yeah, like, like that's, and, and I, I don't know. And in my own experience, it's like, I, I never really did any of that. And I still had like a margin of success in the theater community, but like, I don't know. I don't, I'm not blaming my own. Well, I mean, on not fucking everybody that I met, but like, but, or, or it was also never really ever presented to me. Like, like, um, yeah. well, uh, I mean, as much as, you know, there's the who you're fucking and there's also just the who, you know, yeah. I mean, being that's what in it's, the right network. And you were in a very good network to get right. work in the specific field of theater that you enjoyed performing in. Right. The more experimental yeah. side of theater. Well, yeah, the off, the off, off Broadway and off Broadway. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. I'm not saying any negative. I'm saying very positively, like that was your kind of, but even your those side of the people, house that you enjoyed. Those people are still doing it. Like they're they're doing exactly what was going on in that show. Like, right. Like, like. Oh yeah. And, and I mean, I don't know. I don't. I'm not, I, I I don't want to. I'm worried that some of those people might be listening to this and, and like. I, I'm not saying that that's necessarily a negative thing, honestly, because how great is it to watch this right, this director give his girlfriend a fucking amazing lead role in in this movie. I don't know. It was just so good. I just loved it. And I thought it was a very emotionally and um, I thought it was a very kind of honest portrait of like an ideal of what Hollywood would be like back then. And, I, and the, but then the rest of it is just kind of, 
fun dressing, like the way that it looks. And what I think really won me over is looking at the world they created and that period, the art design of this, the costumes was that was intoxicating. Yes. Los Angeles in the 1940s, the golden era of Hollywood was intoxicating. Like I, when I had major problems with some of the writing, when like characters would be asked a simple question and then go on a fucking rant crying monologue. Yeah. That 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 made no fucking sense. I was like, but God damn, those costumes look good. (laughs) (laughs) And then, you know, the next scene you get, the next scene you get Jim Parsons throwing out these amazing fucking one-liners or Patty Lupone sticking it to the fucking man. You know what yeah. I mean? Yes. Or Rob Reiner having a change of heart. God, I love Rob Reiner. Like literally <laughs> he had a change of heart. He had a heart attack. Oh yeah. Yep. <laughs> but, like, I've never been fully sold on Darren Chris who plays. Which one was he? He plays. Oh, the director. oh I thought he was and, all right. He's good. He's good. He's not an elite kind of actor. He served the role. He served the role very well, which is what I was happy about because I've seen him overextended in other things. The best uh, work he's done was when he played Andrew Kanan in the murder of uh, the murder of Versace, which is also another Ryan Murphy thing. The American, did not see American that. crime story. <laughs> he did really good as Andrew Kanan in that. Yeah. Um, but I've seen him overextended in some Ryan Murphy work where the it kind of the role was bigger than his talent. Uh-huh. So I'm happy with him's performance in this. Um if they had spent five dollars less less on the set and costumes, this would be an almost insufferable piece of trash. Yes. I heard I read one review that said it's almost so bad that it's good. But it's just good enough that it's just that it's good. Yeah. And there's oh man, there's parts of it that just really rub me in the wrong fucking way. Dude, it seems like he like wrote monologues as kind of like an acting exercise or like a writing exercise. Uh, <laughs> and then just was like suddenly had a deadline and needed to add another page or two into the script and was like, oh, I don't know, just put this monologue in there. Like that's what it felt like as as a writer that's done that in like whenever I was taking playwright and like advanced playwriting at Texas State ten years ago. Like I that's definitely like, did that. Like <laughs> that's like the script would be like, "Hey man, how you doing today?" And the character that was just asked how they're doing whips around with tears in their eyes. You don't know what it's like. How am I doing? How am I doing? <laughs> you gotta ask me how I'm doing. I'm not doing well, Jack. I've never done well for years. <laughs> and then, the, and then the, the guy. Well, if the you want to know how I'm doing, you just gotta look me dead in the eyes, and you'll see. <laughs> you'll see. I'm not doing too well, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> and then Jack's just like, uh, so should I go get the coffee or, or uh, what? You want to get a beer? We'll <laughs> <laughs> talk about it, or I guess you just did talk about it. Uh, do you want to? What do you want to do about this? I just. Uh, I, I was just asking if you're ready to go to set. I'm just trying to get from point A to point B. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. <Yeah. laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know what I did. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. 
I apologize to everyone. <laughs> <laughs> like that one TikTok we saw. <laughs> like, like my name's Nancy. But that was my aunt's name, and she was a slave. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> the white woman is just like, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, I told you my name. <laughs> sorry, I told you that. Jesus. Sorry, I reminded you of this one relative you had. <laughs> Fucking ridiculous. But so I would overall, recommend, overall, uh, I'd say we recommend Hollywood, right? Yeah, I recommend it. Watch it. It's got some really good performances. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Like, like amazing. Now, with any typical Ryan Murphy production, it you never fully can... I have trouble buying into it because all he casts are just gorgeous people. Yeah. It's almost like, it's almost like the CW where like... <laughs> It's not, you're never going to fully buy into this because these people are all way too good looking yeah. to be real world individuals. You know but what I mean? But that's the way it was back then, man. People were better looking. They, people, like, they had to exercise more just, just in their day-to-day life. Like, and plus in Hollywood in the 40s, everybody was fucking pretty. Except for, <laughs> you know, the guy that... Carl Malden. Except for, except for Rob Reiner, like, or Carl Reiner, like, like, who was not on screen. Like, so to me, that didn't bother me as much. Um, uh, just, it's just a recurring theme in Ryan Murphy shows to me. Yeah. Like, you know, how many glee, there's not this many gorgeous people in one high school. You get like Dude. one hot chick per high school. That's the rule. Glee. I just remember <laughs> watching glee and just being like, this set us back. <laughs> As, theater, as people. Theater, theater people this has set us back generations <laughs> we will always be made fun of <laughs> yep. because glee glee is one the of us glee is the the theater equivalent of donald trump is to politics <laughs> one of us is just gonna make something like this <laughs> <laughs> we just can't stop we us, can't help ourselves us theater kids have been extended too much latitude in modern society i also i also was just so annoyed when glee came out because i was expected to just like it same and I, <laughs> like amongst all of my theater peers that were our age at the time like you were just like you'd go to a cast party and they turn on glee and you're just like couldn't we like be playing spin the bottle or something? Like, why aren't we trying to touch each other? Like, like, like a major we're issue. Watch Glee? We're in I know school. for sure that a major issue I had within the musical theater department was yeah. that I was open about me. I was open about not liking Glee. <laughs> and oh, buddy, that was a fucking mistake. And you can look back on things ten years down the line and say, "Ah, that was a mistake." I I should not have said I didn't like Glee. (laughs) I probably could have just quietly not liked that. (laughs) I probably could have been not so verbose, but you know me. (laughs) You know us. God damn. We have opinions and you're going to hear them. That's why we have a fucking podcast, baby. Especially back then. Good Lord. Holy shit. (laughs) We were staunch in our beliefs. (laughs) Now, now I sometimes I'll dig my heels in the ground. 
Although I've learned to stop doing that as much, a little bit, a little bit. The other part of a lot of like, cause that's the, that's feedback I get from friends a lot. It's like, you just always dig your heels in the ground. And, and, and I, I, uh, to that, I say, fair enough. It's true. I do do that. But also why the fuck should I just yield to what you want me to believe or think unless what I'm thinking is like morally abhorrent. Oprah should not be the fucking president. Anyway, don't at me. Should bro. not. I'm with you. <laughs> do what you're gonna do because yeah. Now I'm fired up. <laughs> no, I'm, bro, don't at me, bro. 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 Oh yeah. Do not have me, bro. Corey Mobley or Mobley, whatever your fucking name is, you fucking idiot. You just extended the lockdown in the DFW area by throwing not one, not two, but three parties where more than 400 people showed up to warehouses and and, and were sharing cups and passing joints and using the same Coke straws and doing all this dumb, stupid shit, spreading the fucking virus, killing our grandparents, all because you were bored. I'm bored. I'm bored. When do I get to leave? When do I get to leave? I'm We're all bored. Nobody's not bored. You're not special for being bored. Oh my God. It just like, I can't believe this sack of shit. Corey Mobley, Corey Mobley. I don't know his name and I don't care to know his name. I hope that he dies. And when he dies, he goes to hell. No, I don't hope he dies. Uh, <laughs> that was a joke. That's a joke. Uh, uh, but fuck this guy. Fuck him. And he, like, you look at him and he looks like he's in the band LF, LMFAO. He's everything I fucking hate about Dallas, Texas. And the reason why I left 11 years ago and, and, and didn't come back until I had a fucking nervous breakdown. Fuck this guy. Like he is a piece of shit on wheels. And, I don't know. <laughs> Fuck everybody that thinks that they are special for being bored during this. Like, wh- what the hell is your problem? Yes, of course you're bored. It's boring. It's frustrating. It's not fair. All of this is true. And it's true for everybody. We're all hurting right now. You are not special. And all you've done is more than likely probably help spread the fucking disease. I don't give a shit. Oh, these are all young, healthy people that were there. They were all, they're all blah, blah, blah. It's like, okay, then they're going to go to fucking Nana's house and kill Nana. And Nana's an idiot too, because she raised an idiot. So she's going to go to her, to, to Lorraine's house. And Lorraine, and Lorraine's just been a good girl, but that she needs someone to bring her some, like, some quiche, some quiche every now and then for Sunday. And so Lorraine drops off the quiche and kills. Oh my God. Fuck this guy. Don't at me, bro. And if you were, at, if you're listening to this, uh, my voice is cracking. My voice is cracking. I'm upset. Uh, if you were there, George is getting upset. <laughs> <laughs> you're not special. You're not special because you're poor. Don't at me, bro. What do you got, Matt? Oh, don't at me. The motherfucker working at the Hallmark store yesterday. <laughs> Tell me this about this. Fifty-five-year-old jagoff working behind the cash register. He said two things to me that just made me hate his existence as a human. I stopped into the Hallmark store to buy my mother a birthday card because I'm a good little fucking boy, okay? I'll tell you what. I stop in there. I Props where it's due. The woman who helped me find the mom section in the birthday card store was very nice. nice. I go back. 
I get my product. I go to the front. And first, the guy, the guy was like, are you a member of our Crown Rewards Club? Oh, my God. I was like, no. He said, you want to join? I said, nah, man, not today. And he said, oh, not today. Let me guess, not tomorrow and probably not next week. Why don't you just say not ever? This motherfucker said this to you? Said this to me. I would have, ooh. Said this to me. Keep going. Don't at me. I said, said, well, given the fact that this is the first time I've ever shopped at a Hallmark store, I'm going to say not ever. Oh, my God. And then he started, in response to that, he started talking shit about my Dallas Cowboys t-shirt. Which, this if you know shit. me, if you know me, you know, keep your fucking mouth shut about the Cowboys. <laughs> I don't care what your fucking opinion is. You can take that fucking opinion and you can stick it straight up your tiny dick hole and go fuck your fat fucking mother if you've got something negative to say about my goddamn Dallas Cowboys. Who are you even a fan of? The Texans? Go <laughs> fuck yourself. Take a big step back. Fuck your own face, you 55-year-old piece of shit wearing sandals with or fucking flip-flop sandals with fucking socks. I'm so mad. I can't even speak correctly. And he's like, oh, well, it's a good thing you're wearing a cowboy shirt during this because they can't catch anything. I'm like, you're going to sit here. that's a good burn. Come on, that's, that's a good burn. You can still suck my dick, you know? <laughs> you can fucking step out here as a Texans fan. You're going to talk about receivers when you guys just traded away a top three receiver in the league for a washed up running back. And you're going to talk shit. Fuck you. Talk to me when your franchise is a goddamn worldwide icon. You're never going to be you fucking piece of shit. First of all, it, it, it just irks me. You find this in New York. Some you find this in Texas a lot. Texans are instilled with this psychotic confidence that they can yes. just say whatever the fuck they want, yes, whomever the fuck they want to say it yes. to, and then just <laughs> laugh it off. Right, <laughs> right. And, and they're just like, oh, what are you mad? I was just kidding, bro. I- you weren't kidding. You were being a cunt. And you can go eat a bag of fat dog shit. Because I'm not your Huckleberry. I'm not just going to laugh along. You can go fuck your mother. I hate this guy. If I ever see him again, I'm going to kick him straight in his lily white one inch pecker. Fuck him. Fuck you. Don't at me, bro. Don't at me, bro. All right. Oh, buddy. That was a long episode. (laughs) Yeah, I know. That was like an hour and a half. Half fuck it. We had a lot of catching up to do. We really did. There's no timer on Zoom, so I have no clue how long this was. Oh, wow. I know that it, we started at 11, and it is now 1. <laughs> yeah. Well, we did, you know, 30 minutes of bullshit, so probably an hour and a half. Uh, but, so that's, yeah. the, that's the Matt on Matt podcast this week. Um, hopefully, we'll be back next week. I don't know what your plans are in terms of travel and stuff. I think we should be Matt good. I think we should be good moving forward. I think we've gotten ourselves into a groove here. Shit's gotten how it's gotten. But yeah. we're good. We're good. We're good. Um, check out my website, mattbutterfield.net. I added a picture and part of a re- one of the meanest review I ever got. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my <laughs> God. You <laughs> God, it's funny. It's um, funny. Go to mattbutterfield.net and read this shit. You're uh, going to die they laughing. Don't, they didn't name me. Thank God. Well, they couldn't name you. <laughs> and when you go read this on mattbutterfield.net, you'll know why they couldn't name them. And it's hysterical. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that also has information about uh, 
the show that I was supposed to have been in, like that was supposed to have already had its run. Um, we're going to be opening it up, I guess, according to Facebook, we're opening it up on the 1st of July. That is very tentative and very dependent on other things. Um, most notably COVID-19. Most notably COVID-19. Yes. Um, <laughs> follow me at Twitterfield or at, on Twitter at matters on Instagram. What do you got? Beery. Uh, Matt, Matt Beery zero six on all the social media. Make sure send us your emails, send us your, send us your love, send us your hate, send us your questions, send us pictures of your butt. Uh, no, I'm kidding. I can't. No! Oh, we did get that. We did get a butt pick. Remember that? We got a butt pick on our Twitter. Some, oh, some, I think yeah. it was a bot. I think it's like some like sex camp bot, but this, this, we got a butt pick. Yes. It was awesome. I felt like I felt famous. I felt People famous. Just send you pictures of their body parts. You feel famous. Oh, it was pretty great. <laughs> so do but, that. Uh, hit us up on Matt on Matt, uh, Matt on Matt pod at gmail.com. Matt yep. on Matt podcast at on Twitter. And uh, that's, us. that's us. That's it. That's the show. That's Adios, the show. We'll see you guys next week.